0: Ladies and
1: gentlemen, and now for the long-awaited Chinese Western Boxing Tournament, please give a roaring welcome to the undisputed champion of the world, the Twister!
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 45 of Vague Zone. I am Daniel. I'm Thomas. And today we are discussing Eat Man 2 from 2010. And joining us for this discussion is Gavin Murray from the Is This Still Good podcast. Thank you for joining us, Gavin.
1: Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah. Glad to have you. Uh,
2: Before we get into the discussion, Thomas, will you read for us the IMDb synopsis?
0: Absolutely. All right. Directed by Wilson Yip. It Man, Eat Man 2, centering on Eatman's migration to Hong Kong in 1949 as he attempts to propagate his discipline of Wing Chun martial arts. It's, yeah, very concise little I don't, synopsis know That there. doesn't
2: feel entirely accurate either.
0: Not Yeah, it, does, it really swaps over a lot of what's happening in this movie. But um, yeah. sometimes the IMDb uh, synopses are very, very brief. And so, yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, I guess we'll start it off. Gavin, what did you think of mm-hmm. Eatman 2?
1: Oh, I I really enjoyed this movie. If it was nothing more than just Donnie Yen smiling after, like, punching people for an hour and a half, I'd be yeah. on board. And that's only, like, half this movie. There's a lot more to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. His his little, like, smiles and, like, winks to people is, is really good mm-hmm. in this movie. He's con- doing a lot of controlling of people in this movie, too, which kind of goes with that.
2: So, when we said we were going to do the It Man series, you requested specifically to be on this episode. Yes. I'm assuming you have some pretty
1: strong feelings beyond you enjoy it. <laughs> I. So, Sam O'Hung, who choreographed both this and this movie and the first movie, and maybe other ones, I'm not sure, uh, makes his appearance in this series in It Man 2. And I fucking love him in this series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is so much fun and i guess he had heart surgery too right before appearing in this but that did not make him hold back at all he's just all in and there's a incredible fight scene in the middle of this movie that i'm sure we'll get to that uh features him heavily and... yeah he has
0: i think my favorite line in the movie too after his fight <laughs> and like the whole like, ceremony thing he just sits down and just medicine <laughs> He's, like the guy's yeah. <laughs> out the show. yeah so he's he's a really like fantastic addition and a great contrast so, yeah just uh donnie yen's stoicism his like yeah really reserved and then yeah we get this kind of like bo ride show kind of guys really heavy heavy set <laughs> like master uh daniel what did you think of uh, this movie
2: general thoughts i think it's kind of a step down from the previous <laughs> one um
0: okay.
2: i think hmm like the first one it's so dramatic and it feels mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. you know it's very historical and this i i it, it takes a step back it it takes a step down. It's a smaller movie initially. And I kind of enjoy that. I'm kind of okay with that. And the movie seems to say, no, that's not enough. We need to make it bigger. We need to get more, uh, you know, political and nationalistic. Yeah. And I think that's when it kind of takes a dive. And I'm no longer that interested in it. Um, I feel like the structure becomes very obvious and predictable and there's some stuff that happens in this movie that is supposed to be very dramatic that just feels like an obligation to get us to our end point um but those are my those are my general thoughts thomas what about you
0: it is fair (laughs) um yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I really appreciate like the historical aspect of the first one, and just like just the fights in the first one. There's a lot of more fights in Man One. So this one, there's a little bit less fights. He's dealing with a lot more stressors. Like his wife is pregnant. He can't pay rent. He's having trouble finding students, and so he's like he's having a lot of stuff like weighing on his shoulders. And then. Yeah, I, like, I appreciate those smaller, like, little complex things. If it, yeah, then it sort of ramps up halfway through, and you get introduced to this, like, really insane, awful villain who I think is a really great <laughs> villain who, like, the dude you love to hate. Like, I fucking hate this dude. The actor uh, Darren Shalavi plays, like, this really yoked British dude who's just, like, dropping racial slurs and just being just mm-hmm. the most offensive dude. So to see him get his ass kicked is really, really satisfying. So I like... That aspect of it, but yeah, he, there were. Some he's not just and,
2: playing any dude. His name is Twister. Twister, yeah. <laughs> we, must, Twister. Right, we must mention. <laughs>
0: yeah, he, a great yeah villain boxer name, and yeah, it's interesting that yeah, it's, the first one is all centered about like Chinese martial arts and Win Chun specifically, and that is a part of this movie as well. But then it becomes a straight up boxing film towards the end. Like, well, it's like Wing Chun versus boxing, but it takes on like that boxing archetype. And I saw some things online that were saying it's basically rocky four i haven't seen anything past rocky one so i'm not really familiar with how they played out but i heard it's like kind of like the the whole ivan drago thing of like you know the dude gets killed in the ring and so yeah so not to spoil that but yeah i think it it hits those familiar beats but it didn't really bother me too much upon the first watch i was really into it and yeah it's it definitely like won me over but yeah on the second watch i was definitely kind of let down I, i wish there was a little bit more fighting in this movie I
2: feel like there's kind of plenty of fighting.
1: There's a yeah. good amount of fighting and the fights are big in this movie. Like yeah. the the first movie is heavily dramatized and like that is like part of the strength of it is like the melodrama really shines. In this one, it definitely takes a little bit of a smaller step back and the opening is much slower and smaller and then the melodrama like starts ramping up pretty aggressively like y'all are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um which doesn't ruin the movie for me. It definitely is a much sillier film than the first movie. Uh, yeah, even even from a fighting person. Doing a Delicate Dance? Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> but I, like, I kind of love that about it, though.
2: So, like, in the first movie, we talked about how the wire work, it feels like it's just, you know, it's it's allowing the characters to do a little more dodging and stuff like that. And there's mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm. too exaggerated, but here it goes, like, full, you know, Shaw Brothers style kung fu film where, like, I mean, yes. one of these uh, fights that we've been alluding to takes place on a table, and they're balancing the whole time, and like jumping nine feet into the air, and yeah,
0: that's that seems uh, incredible. Yeah, I
2: love it. It's, like, it's but the it is of such the series a, in my
1: mind. But it, it is, is a, it is a break. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and,
2: and it's sort of reflective of like this break from the drama. Um, yeah, it's just not interested in being the same type of movie at all.
1: Well, and even in this movie too, like in the first movie, it is that stoicism. Like he has this kind of faith that it's going to be okay. And it is. Um, And in this movie, like he continues to have that same almost, not lack of struggle, but like, it's just like, it's going to be okay. And then he says, I'm not going to pay you, which I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into details with that. But like, there's always this feeling that it's going to be okay. So even the melodrama, It Man isn't allowed to feel it the same way that like in the first movie i feel like he is broken down a little further than in this one they just kind of get more to the action and that is that table scene yeah and that is you know yeah i did appreciate the sense it's of lighter. community like
0: i like the <laughs> I, I really like the sense of community with the whole like bailing each other out scene and just like how that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plays out just like the wife not having enough money then going to the landlord and then like yeah so i i, I definitely feel that and yeah and then just how the big like fight sort of get solved with Jin sort of showing up and like yeah, sort of calming mm-hmm. everybody down. I, I do appreciate those things. Yeah, I think and I...
1: It's I, so like, lovable in this movie.
0: He's
2: <laughs> <yeah. laughs> adorable. But it's also, they don't really
0: do anything with him.
2: Like, he shows up, and he has, like, a nice little comedic moment with his wife, uh, yeah. and then he's just kind of,
0: you know, later on, he's listening to the radio of the Eatman fight, and that's about it. Yeah, it's more of a cameo than, like, yeah. doing anything. It's it's just like he shows up and I just think... kind of diffuses this street fight, and I think that's, like, a good little cameo because there's a lot of other like callback to like the owner of the cotton place like he's yeah. now like mm-hmm. uh, homeless eating duck on the street and so then like he gives his son a job at the newspaper so like i don't know there's there's some like good stuff going on but
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> that cameo felt much weirder to me and i mean this movie opens up with a quick like summarization of the first movie yeah which just feels totally different to where we start this movie off like it feels almost disconnected like you know he's had a gunshot he got shot at the end of the first movie and they're on the run from like authorities and and now they're here in hong kong and it's and now they're broke and that's that's the that's the major driving force is that like he's got a family to provide for yeah
2: and he can't pay the rent he can't pay the (laughs) landlord. which is interesting because it's like this was right before mao started like they really started executing landlords in China. Mm Um. Obviously, he's in Hong Kong, which is like a little different. But uh, it's curious that the landlord's a problem, and it's like if only someone would do
1: something about these landlords. Uh, I didn't know about that. Is that that's, <laughs> didn't that, didn't pick up on that either? Yeah. That's that's
0: <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So much stuff. Well, there is a little bit of trivia I read on IMDb that um, the fight that sort of happens didn't actually happen, but it ha- uh, it. So it's set up that. I mean, did any is, of this happen? <laughs> Yes, there was a fight, but it was his uh, his pupil like the his like first pupil that fought a Russian boxer instead of eat man hmm. fighting a British boxer. So yeah he fought like this 250 pound Russian guy. Um, but yeah, so there's not like as historical in this one, but yeah, I do think it, it, it is like fun. it's more loose and like yeah, the fights are a little bit more like chaotic. The one inside the fish market is like is, is kind of crazy. I wasn't super into it the first time I watched it. What did you two think about? the fight when he saves his student, he like shows up and he's like, do you have the ransom? And he's like, no. And so and it's like the fight breaks out. I, I
2: I like the fish market scene just because a bunch of guys run out with these butcher knives from mm-hmm. seemingly nowhere. Uh, like they yes. just heard a commotion and decided to run towards the commotion with knives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to be
1: upset about that. And then we get some fantastic pallet foo when he yeah. pulls out the pallet and he's like, just the way that shot too, is so much fun. Like, these fight scenes are big, but, like, they're shot very intimately. And I never lose sight of what's happening.
2: I... Like,
1: was a lot of bird's eye view, so that we have, like, the staging set. And things get intimate. And we always know, like, it's another, like, that small character point, which is repetitive, is that he never wants to... He's trying to let everyone retain their honor, I guess. He's never trying to embarrass anybody. Never trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. So he's flipping him. blades around... Yeah. He's pulling punches continuously. He's catching people who are falling and he's just fast enough to do that without missing a step, which is it's impressive to watch. He's just like a physical God. I don't know.
2: I think I'm going to disagree with you about the way the action shot. Uh, This was a different cinematographer than the first movie. And I, I don't know if it's this fight specifically, but there are these reoccurring, there's this thing that they keep doing over and over where we're getting like POV shots of mm -hmm. man fighting um that definitely or the person he's fighting and it's just it's i don't like it (laughs) like it just feels like dragon ball z or something just seeing all Mm -hmm. these like rapid fists and i would we really need to cut into this episode a super cut of just all of the punching sound effects (laughs) because there's (laughs) times where it's just like it's like putting a a card in your bicycle spokes or something like that like Mm -hmm. it's just so rapid the man is fast
0: yeah the flutter (laughs) I think it even gets, like, somewhat self-referential when they're doing, like, the fraternity initiation fight and they're, like, walking around the circumference of the table and it's just, like, you get, like, a good solid, like, 10 or 15 seconds of just, the, like, the face, and then, like, their faces back and forth.
1: Oh, man, it's such a delight. Yeah. yeah I think
0: they're just like, all right, we're going to have some fun with this because, yeah, it is, like, a little bit, like, ridiculous how fast you can just, like, perform Well, punches. and that
1: sound designer, too, like, um, I don't, I don't know when we're allowed to get into spoiler territory, but, like, when Sam Hung is getting punched in the face, um, uh, a lot towards the end the sound design gets disgusting like it's it's brutal and it is uncomfortable and it's a very heavy moment that like takes on a kind of different tone because
0: yeah i don't know if
1: human faces are supposed to sound like that
0: yeah there's definitely a lot of weight to that scene no no pun intended there's definitely like a really heavy sound um i was going to ask what did you think about i like the scene early on when basically like the this guy shows up and he like challenges him into a fight and mm-hmm. quickly quickly is bested and then he shows up later with like four or five like four more guys oh. and they all. What did you think about that fight? Because that's like a, a earlier on, but I, I do appreciate just like the elegance of yeah, like one guy's like about to fall face down on the ground and he like grabs him right in front of his foot and then like you know I just I like it. What did you guys think about that early on fight?
1: Um, I mean, it's another. It really sets the tone for this movie where it's like Itman man is. Extremely talented. He's so in control of his own body, and he's having fun with it too, which is like something that he's been just like patiently waiting with faith. And this is like this is his patience being rewarded. Every time like he punches the guy and turns or, or like holds up holds the fist like he's going to punch somebody, turns around, smiles to camera. It lets us know that we're having a good time. Yeah, he winks. And really sets the tone. Like to me, that this this is like. The movie continues in this for quite some time. It, it does start to get more dramatic towards the end, but like what I enjoy is how fun this movie is, and how uh, that really just sets the tone. Okay, so this and I like is, that yeah, character a lot.
2: This is essentially how the movie starts. Um, he he ends up taking on students because he can't afford to pay the rent. Um, one of his students gets into trouble, and that's when we get our machete fight with all the pallets and stuff. And when he starts a school, um. It's revealed that he has to pay the other martial arts school. He has to, like, join an association. First, he has to prove himself by
1: fighting, uh, opening a tournament to fight any kung fu master in Hong Kong. Yeah. And then he has to pay into a protection racket, basically.
0: Which they don't reveal to him until he beats Master Hung. Yeah, until he beats everyone.
2: So, yeah, do we want to talk about this, this table fight?
0: Yeah, it's just it's fucking amazing. Yes. I, I really appreciate the, the first guy that shows up because he's like right. he's incredibly arrogant and he's like trying to do like intimidating things like winking and faking him out. Oh, I think and like he, he
1: just has a tick.
0: Oh, I thought that, no, I, well, no, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, well, it was a choice. I, yeah, because it does happen sort of later in the end when he is in like watching the fight and he has like a, a little bit of a tick. But he does this fight and then as soon as he's done, as soon as he's bested by Eat Man. One guy the guys who's sitting, who was sitting next to him at the table was like, one shouldn't fight like that. And that's like, it yeah. was just like a really funny joke. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He was up there kind of bullshitting and just like, you know, and then the second guy gets up and it's way more honorable. But yeah, just that entire scene is just so well done. And I'm kind of with Gavin. It is kind of like, it is very high up there on like, I've only seen two of these movies so far, but that's like very high up there as far as like just yeah. standout scenes.
2: And I feel like the scene didn't really come together for me until we get the third fight with Master Hawk. Oh, Hong. yeah.
1: It's and, the, the, table, the table is being set that entire time leading up to it. It's not. Yeah, the fight isn't begun. <laughs> quite,
2: quite literally. But, yeah, I feel like even the, st- the way it's shot feels differently. Um, mm-hmm. We get yeah. this nice moment of them. They have, like, a little back and forth with their fight, and then they both stop to pose, And it's accompanied by this, like, sound effect that really just, like, underlines the whole thing. It just feels so fucking good. Um, I will say, like, there is one part in this fight that does get kind of confusing, which is uh, it becomes a balancing act. They're trying to balance on the table. So we're getting a lot of shots of their feet, and it's just Mm -hmm. two guys in black pants, (laughs) like, identical (laughs) from the waist down. Uh, Very difficult to know what's going on. The screen
1: direction (laughs) maintains. I will, like, you know, I, I never felt confused by that. I understand what you're saying. But, and to me, it's, there's also, I, without, I don't want to gloss over like that intro point where they're all like, I love those two guys that we were talking about, the two guys that he fights first, arguing it with each other like uh, the two Muppets from like the, uh, the old guys? I the, yeah, the old guys, and just yeah. like, Back in my day, we didn't use stools. We used we fought over pits of spikes. <laughs> yeah. Statler, Statler, and and <laughs> yeah, Statler and Waldorf. One little slip and you're dead. Yes, Statler and Waldorf. I love like just like the age that they're showing, which is like yeah, you yeah. know, and and Sam-o's not supposed to be young. Yeah, uh, Master Hung, uh, Hung, he you know, and that's like plays into he's got asthma. He needs his medicine, but like that's not to diminish his fighting style at all, and like the knowledge that he brings in and uses the table. Like, that's what makes this feel so fun, is both this and the fisherman, fisherman fight have, like, these groundings in their situations. Like, in the fisherman fight, he's using... He's also, like, having to stop his pupil at first, who's got his hands binded, but he's still trying to fight and kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it breaks into, like, him using the pallet, him using the blades. There's this, these ele- um, elevations of the fight that happen organically yeah. through the scene work. And this, like that, you know, Samos like... Kicking uh, stools to like make himself appear taller, and for his entrance, and there's like the table becoming offsetting and splitting in like this ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. and like the wire work shows, like We're like you say, wire from work... the first movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just I love being here. It's such a fun place to be. Yeah, it's very cool.
0: Yeah, them kick flipping the table back. Yeah. Just, oh it's just, man, sh- it's great. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, just weightless light light as a feather <laughs> just like this yeah i i really appreciate uh sammo hung in this and yeah i like there's a really good wide where he like I, he like sort of weighs down the table to just like coax eat man just like go towards him and yeah he jumps up and does like this really huge kick and then we get like this really like sharp just like a yacht kick sound and it's just like yeah it's just it feels like campy in, in like a way that's appropriate for like this Serious initiation for like this, you know, I don't know if this is something that actually happened or like, you know, we mentioned mm. that um, masters challenging each other was something that happened in the first movie. But yeah, I don't know if this yeah. particular uh, table ceremony is, is a real thing, but it, I would you know love if that was the trick.
1: <laughs> it also establishes the uh, I forget what it's called, um, but the the meditation sticker or the incense stick mm. as like a timer. Yeah, that like becomes a big, big insult later. When uh, Twister brings his own giant ridiculous stick, and uh, yeah, how does the concept of Twister get get introduced in this exactly? Um, I mean, it's like a little—they're working their way in through. So this fight is written up in the local newspaper, where we also are introduced to like
2: like a journalist subplot,
1: yeah, journalist subplot, and like crooked police. Well, not crooked, but like the police who's working for the British. Yeah, and then uh, Sam Ohung is providing security for a British boxing exhibition.
2: Yeah, and they're like telling him that if he quits, they're going to shut down his fish right. business and stuff. And they're
1: refusing to pay him. It's like a you know a protection racket or like rackets on tops of rackets where everyone's just screwing each other.
2: Yeah, it's kind of twisty
1: how we incorporate yeah. just another boxing
0: match into the movie. But, but, yeah. yeah, and it is a little strange because yeah, these guys are like. In my opinion, they they seem to be a, like a notch or two, co- like comedic not comedically, um, just like so obviously villainous that it, <laughs> they sort of they sort of stand out in a way where like the one guy is just uh, the skinnier guy is like just like just get him out of here. It's like we don't have time to talk about money and he's just beating like they're just yeah. like, screaming at. And then oh man, the guy his character his name is Spatso, um, the, the mm-hmm, yeah. Chinese yeah. cop. He has another he has one of my favorite lines in this movie too when. Uh, Twister's like screaming at him at the, the ring, and he's like, "I can't hear, like, I can't bear to heal, uh, hear hear foreigners squeal or something like that." And it's just like, "We got to get out of here." And I just, I just like that that wording of it just felt really particular, and just like, i you know, just comparing him to like foreign pigs, and yeah, I, I just, I like that dynamic between our cops who are sort of like seemingly kind of villainous, but then you sort of, they all become all on our side. Once we're introduced to Twister, I was going to mention earlier when we are talking about yeah. the small, like the, the small confrontations between the Hung-Ga uh, team, like sort of the hung Ga school versus the Winshun. Uh, like the one like guy who has like the beanie on, who's like the, like the villain. He, he becomes like a sympathetic character towards the end when he's getting like bullied by Twister inside of the boxing ring.
2: Yeah. So I have like a
0: question. It's very political. It's like all of us versus them. Now, I, I just like the way that it sort of helps us get on the team. But go ahead, Daniel. Uh, I
2: was just going to say I have a question about Fatso. So, <laughs> yeah. Is All right. So, I watched this in the dub and mm-hmm. they don't pronounce it Fatso in the dub. So, I'm wondering, is this guy's name like is Fatso supposed to be an insult or is that just the man's name? Like it's like how like Dick is a what name. What do they say in the dub? I don't know. They, it sounds like a. I have no idea. It sounds like Hong or something like that. I have no idea. It does not sound like Fatso. Interesting,
0: because <laughs> um, that's what he's listed on IMDb as Fatso. Yeah, but
2: I'm wondering if it's like they didn't want to translate Fatso because Fatso has obvious connotations in English, and maybe Fatso doesn't have the same meaning in Chinese. I feel like like maybe it's not
1: supposed to be a joke. Fats and Fatso is like a character, like that's a name that I feel like I see a lot in. Yeah. uh, Like older Hong Kong movies and where they just like all the characters are kind of described as archetypes. Like old man Hmm. is used constantly.
2: But like we get a moment towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, where a man yells Fatso has told me everything. That was the subtitle. (laughs) And it does not, he does not say Fatso has told me everything in the English dub. Um, so I, I'm wondering if it's like if the character's name was like Dick in an English language movie, we mm-hmm. would say like, well, that's just a person's name. Sometimes it's not necessarily a joke if, if right. it's that sort of case.
1: I mean, he is a heavier set man. Not yes. to, it's
2: very convenient. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, which I so again, I didn't just rewatch the first movie, but that's that's the movie that has like the the coal scene, like the coal scenes and mm-hmm. like the mining and the uh, you know. I want to fight 10 men. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which has like a very similar character in that kind of weedy translator in between, which I feel like fat, like Fatso is kind of doing in this movie as well. So they're kind of playing their hits a little bit. There's a lot of wink and nods. It's the same thing where it's sort like of traitors. After, yeah. That like tend to redeem themselves or at least try to towards the end, which I think happens in the first movie and definitely happens here. Yeah. And you, you've also got him, after the fish market scene, I love the people continuously going, you really can fight ten men. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again.
2: Yeah, it's like, we saw the first movie, we know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is there another hidden joke in this movie? Uh, Master Hung has seven children. Yeah, just take that information. Oh, you know.
2: yeah. Will. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we get to... Uh, <laughs> we eventually get... Um the Chinese martial artists showcasing Mm -hmm. their, their fighting styles in front of Twister and the British and Twister challenges these guys and he fucks them up. They were just there to like show some poses and stuff, do some routines. And he fucking annihilates these men until it comes down to master hung taking him on one, one V one. And, um, I feel like as soon as master hung signs up for this, we all know he's dead, right? like,
0: yeah, I got, I got yeah. that vibe as soon as it was going to happen. And
2: so this is when I say, like, the structure of this. It feels like we have we are obligated to watch this fight scene happen and see this man get his ass kicked so that it Man can avenge him. Um, and it doesn't right. really feel dramatically... I don't, I'm not that dramatically invested in it, I guess.
1: Not only that, but we're shown this man's entire family multiple times. We're reminded how adorable they are and how much his yeah. wife seems to like him. And yeah. uh, then... Uh, it Man and all of his pupils offer him many outs to be like it's okay, it's it's yeah. just, just let's throw in this towel, and he has to like stop and stare dead into Donnie Yen's eyes, like yeah. And then there's that I can tolerate it if it's just my life, but not the Chinese martial arts world. And, super uh, and super I don't know how I feel about that as a, a thematic point. Like, uh, It Man is not a good father. It seems like not at all. Or, or husband in these movies either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see if
2: that's an ongoing thing as the series progresses. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd
0: be great. Cause yeah, I wonder if they age his son up or anything like that.
2: But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitzer... His him dying
0: is yeah, it's really painful and yeah, like it's he, brutal. They, he's literally getting like spun around and like tossed around. Yeah, like a rat he gets dog,
2: punched so into yeah. the sky,
0: basically. Yeah, yeah, it's um, really fucking hard to, to like get through.
2: But uh, yeah, then we just cut to a newspaper montage (laughs) where it's like just newspaper headlines followed by, Oh no, it's a funeral. And then a newspaper headlines. Uh, It's kind Mm -hmm. of a weird smash cut.
0: Yeah. The funeral is like, it looks immaculate. Like it's a really Mm -hmm. interesting, like, you know, looking beautiful set with like, all the children and like the family there. And then he like sets the towel, like the bloody towel, on the, the mantle. And so yeah, it's, it's a very melodramatic moment. It's, it's, yeah, the second half of this movie is just yeah, really heavy. And yeah, when he sort of he sends his family away, like, go, like, he, like as if like yeah, <laughs> it's, so it's going to it's, it's, it's yeah. gonna be, it's yeah. going to be too dangerous. I need, dangerous. It's I like, need yeah. to train. I need yeah. to focus. Yeah. Uh, Adam pregnant, Adam wife. Pregnant, pregnant wife. Pregnant wife. Please <laughs> yeah. leave. Go i don't have time for sister this. for a while yeah yeah the movie sort of forgets about that <laughs> aspect the fact that yeah like there's i mean so it many doesn't
1: things- we like nearly show the birth of his son as as they're uh, as he's training just to like show how focused the man is yeah i, I guess so yeah yeah for,
0: <laughs> to me it just is just like okay like there's clearly a lot going on so it, you know it can't be a two and a half hour movie to really satisfy every single one of these plots
2: and it's like the wife in the first movie goes from being like, no more fighting, like, get your fighting out of here, don't fight in the house. Okay, you got to fight in the house. Like, okay, I get it. You got to fight these guys. To now she's like, yeah, hey, if you got to miss the birth of your child, like, I get it. You got to train. We got to take yeah. uh, Twister down. She
1: right. And now, he's like, he's famous as hell. Now, now that your your friend just died in the ring and left behind seven kids and a wife without a father and uh, source of income, like yeah, go go do your thing, whatever. Yeah, it's fuck cool. him up.
0: <laughs> yeah, when he brings out what is that thing called, um, whatever that the
1: that, wooden the, man.
0: Yeah, the, the, the device he training dummy. I guess I don't know. Yeah, when he brings that out, yeah, it's just it's it's like this, you know, assassin pulling out his gun, yeah. or, like, or whatever. It's like or like you know pulling out the suit, like he's suiting up or whatever. Yeah, very intense moment of him. He, like he like doesn't even start. He like starts to, like rub it very slowly. Like he's like you know like it's it's an in- interesting moment where he's just like okay like caressing this thing before he like locks in and starts to work his routines. But yeah, what do you think about the final fight? It man versus Dolph
2: Lundgren. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's kind of a letdown up until the end. Uh, I, I don't think it's as exciting as prior scenes I think it's not shot as well as prior scenes
1: um how, how are you feeling I, I think it is it is the least interesting probably of the of the big set pieces in this movie in a lot of ways they do try and give it a lot lot of dramatic weight and there are some elements of Donnie Yen's specifically his performance in this that are stellar like yeah, I yeah. love him adjusting to a boxing match having never yeah. done like a western style boxing match before and like the audience laughing at him as he just misunderstands the timing of a f- of like he just walks yeah, over to the fighter to like corner. he's ready yeah yeah um, and um I, I not to jump ahead to it but like when things when as the fight like goes back and forth like it starts out with um donnie and getting his ass kicked yeah, for a while repeatedly that yeah. turns and then they start changing the rules on him just to confuse him further yeah they remove his legs from the equation, and it, I, it's 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 pretty fun. I I it's not as fun as the table. It's not as fun as the fish market, but dramatically, it, it, I feel like it carries its own weight.
2: I feel like they kind of nerf him,
1: like Donny Ian. Yeah,
2: like um, like he gets his ass kicked repeatedly, and it's like okay, fine. Like I get that dramatically, but there's a moment where Twister punches him after the bell rings. Yeah, And it's like, I feel like the Ip Man that we've come to know wouldn't be, like, caught off guard by that. Like, he would still be ready. for He wouldn't let his guard down. He'd still be ready for that. Um, it felt a little that, out of character to me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think it
0: goes with what Gavin was just saying about him not quite understanding the rhythm the of rule. a boxing match. And him being like, oh, well, he's assuming that this dude Twister is going to have, like, more honor than he really yeah. doesn't have. And I just got to give a shout out to the actor, Darren Shilabi. Uh He passed away mm-hmm. in 2015. But I have to say, this performance is, like, it is one of the things that, like, I, like, can't get out of my mind in this movie. <laughs> just Because, like, all of the physiques of all of these other fighters have been pretty reserved or, like, you know, these characters are dressed in, like you know fully, clothed, or, yeah. Like, fully clothed yeah fully clothed but like twister he's just like basically like, out he's there in, in his, his short. short shorts he looks yeah. like a fucking street fighter character like literally like his biceps are massive and he's got like veins popping out and shit and just like just like that, that sheer contrast of just like donnie yen's like in the black and just like really reserved and then like this guy who's literally like spitting out blood and just like it's i don't know it's just i really enjoy that contrast and yeah, I, I'm kind of with Daniel, though. I, I feel like if they could have brought the camera back a little bit and just sh- given a little bit less mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speed ramping, I feel like I'd have been into it a lot more just because I'm I'm really just into, yeah, just the the difference in, in weight classes and just, like, how yeah. that makes it. It's, like a, like, a fucking literal mountain to climb for him. And so, yeah, when he, he can't use his uh, legs anymore, like, he starts, like, working the biceps and, like, finding yeah, different right. ways to Which get is pretty inside. cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like- it's
2: elegant. Once he's making his comeback, the fight works a lot better for me. And, like, we're using slow-mo and stuff so you can appreciate the motions a little more. And I don't know. there's We we, we are right there with him. We know what his strategy is. So we're just seeing it play right. out. It's, it's very easy to follow.
1: I think what you're also describing, which we also somewhat see in the previous fight, is, like, part of what's fun about it, man, is, like, you can really see his brain working Mm -hmm. and for the first like half of this fight he's just trying to understand where he is and what's going on and it feels like it lasts a little bit long i do wish, like we were seeing him try something earlier because it doesn't feel like he's tried anything until he's flashing back to samuel hung's death and being like oh yeah uh, that that thing that i told him to do i should probably try that out it
2: is (laughs) cool when we're cross-cutting between uh hung doing moves and It man doing moves and they're like synchronized um mm-hmm. so it's like hung is like the memory of hung lives on through him and yeah. Um
1: because it's not just it man it's the yeah. world of chinese martial arts the
0: world yeah. <laughs> chinese martial arts yeah I'm, um, and i'm really into that aspect of it like, like i said i it was a little bit of a interruption not an interruption but i was mentioning yeah like the fact that like our villains early on in the movie sort of just kind of get drafted into this entire nation of Mm -hmm. like you know these chinese martial arts versus this extremely arrogant boxing that is like coming in and just like blatantly disrespecting our culture and like
1: that yeah, yeah yeah even outside of twister himself the other like british dude who's i think i guess he's part of the police it was a little unclear what the man did He's, but uh, the guy that the guy that Fatso reports to, his, it seems his, like... His credit is Superintendent Wallace. Okay, so the superintendent. <laughs> when he's issuing the apology for Samo Hung's yes. death, oh my god. That yeah. is, like, some you, of the most, yeah. like, painful to listen to because he's just the worst. The it's worst like the man fi- I can imagine.
0: The fighter was too weak, too <laughs> uh, weak-willed, one punch, yeah. and he
2: died. It's weird that it's like, we want to... We want to clarify that we are apologizing for this. <laughs> and to prove we are sorry, Twister will fight any one of you and kill you.
1: Yeah. Continue yeah. to insult you. Yeah, there's two. And sp- here, sm- here are some props in case, <laughs> <laughs> in case I wasn't being offensive enough. Like, let's take this maybe spiritual thing, comically oversize it, and say <laughs> that I will kill any Chinese man who approaches me until there's no Chinese men left. Yeah.
0: Yeah, then we get the slow motion walk in <laughs> Donnie Yen. So there's two slow motion walk ins in this movie. This one yeah. where he walks into the fraternity, and I like that shot. There's like you know like the chandeliers and stuff and coming from like the bright outside. But here, yeah, it's like he's walking in. There's like press everywhere and yeah, it's surrounded with the microphones.
1: And, yeah, there's it's a few like, really cool like big set pieces just visually in terms of that. Like I also shout out to that final, shout out to that final fight being in that beautiful like Art Deco like all the lights mm-hmm. and like the near like stained glass cathedral that is the boxing ring. It's like the greens. Beautiful looking. Yeah.
2: Um, I will say, I think the performance that steals the show during this ending is the announcer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This guy's fucking incredible. <laughs> like, he's so over the top, so animated. Uh, he's speaking, I don't know how to speak Chinese. I'm assuming it's perfect Chinese, <laughs> what he's Pretty, speaking. Yeah.
0: Oh, That's uh, how he uh, got the job. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was looking at his IMDb. His name is Brian Thomas Burrell, and he's in a lot of other... Chinese and like uh, Kung Fu films. And so, yeah, I think that's his his resume is stacked because he got the Cantonese down.
2: Move over, (laughs) Donnie Yen. This guy's going to be Ip Man and Ip Man like the rest of the movies. Just cast this dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely very animated. Yeah, it definitely goes. It helps with like the boxing trope of just like yeah, yeah, a really extreme announcer. Yeah, we even get like the like the ring girl, like which I was like not yeah. expecting for this movie. I was like, oh, like okay, it's a really random detail, but I was like, okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense.
2: Um, watching this dubbed made the ending especially funny because. There's this back and forth between the announcer and Itman as like Itman's giving a speech after he oh, went right, the right, fight. Yeah, yeah. And so he'll like say something and then the in English because it's dubbed, and then the announcer right. is just like, He said this and like repeats <laughs> the whole phrase. It's like, Yeah, we know. <laughs> We're all here.
0: Uh fantastic. All right. What do we think? Out of about- curiosity
1: is Oh, good.
0: No, go, go ahead, Gavin. You're you're our guest. Go ahead.
1: I was going to just ask: Is Donnie Yen doing his own voice in the English dub, or is it someone else? No,
0: it is. It is not an
2: impressive dub. Uh, okay. It is very unfortunate. Uh, like it's me, watch... it man. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Coming through. Did you, did you just watch it
0: in the dub, or did you?
2: I just Do you watched both? it in the dub. I, I was working dub. while I was watching, and I was
0: like, Got, I don't want gotcha. to miss something. So. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I yeah watched this movie twice so far and i've only have watched it in can't see it, so it'd be interesting to see yeah to, yeah, to it's get not that experience good. uh it's what do like... we think about the, ca- the cameo at the end
1: oh <laughs> i uh it's both wonderful and terrible but mostly wonderful that that kid has the bruce lee mannerisms down for like the 30 seconds that he's in the movie yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> like the, I mean, the, the nose scratch and yeah oh that's great
2: he's yeah. like i'm here to tell you about the avengers initiative <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Apparently they did a wor-
0: like a, a worldwide casting call to find that kid. Yeah. yeah it works. This, this movie smoothie- <laughs> well originally this movie was going to heavily involve bruce lee yeah. in the plot but they couldn't get it, they couldn't secure the rights with the family so they resorted to
1: <laughs> just a small little cameo. At they the were end. like,
2: uh, we can't do Bruce Lee. Uh, let's just make it Rocky.
1: Let's just make a Rocky movie." <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, this movie does feel like a well, we got to make an Itman movie. Like, I mean, I guess we can't <laughs> do what we wanted to do. Like, let's just borrow some tropes and do like a holdover g- generic martial arts flick. It's but just...
2: yeah. It's too similar to the first one. Like we've already seen him lose a friend yeah. in a fight, and then have to avenge the friend. <laughs> like, like I-, I was most interested when it was just like him trying to start a martial arts school and like getting right. into it with other martial arts teachers. Like, we don't need to. No, get that, into that the is whole this British movie at its best for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird shift.
1: It's just, and that is like, it's it's yeah, it's ripping off the first movie. It's ripping off a lot of other movies. <laughs> But, like, that's something that just a lot of these movies were doing. Like, um, Fist of Legends, another one of my favorites, which is another very, like, straightforward, you know, rival schools, master, and then imperialism, and, like, some colonial force that is insult Like, that one's doing the Japanese, which I think is also the first movie here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, it's either the Japanese or the British are always the big bad in, like, a lot of these movies, which, you know, earned, but... uh it's never surprising, but it tends to be fun, and this movie at least makes it pretty fun.
2: Yeah, it's fine. I think like if you go in <laughs> with the attitude of like, hey, it's not, it's not trying to be at Man One. They're just, they're just having a good time. They're just goofing. They're just having. Yeah, they're some just goofs.
1: waiting. They're waiting for those Bruce Lee uh, cl- uh, clearances to come through. Yeah, might as well make a movie while we wait. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and yeah, it's good. They up the wire work. Everyone's having fun. We all had fun. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The more I talk, the more we talk about it. and The more we like, sort of go over like things in this movie. The more I'm leaning towards like I'm I'm into it because yeah, it, it like it's it's really like low stakes and yeah, we do get I think like best like it's like best of both worlds kind of where it's a like, man died, Thomas. I, I know it's, it's, it's kung fu like. <laughs> People, people die it's kung fu man <laughs> people die every day um, I just think it's nice because we do get like a really sweet um, a, a, like a really great kung fu film in the first half and then it shifts to this yes. boxing film in the second half and I, I, I'm kind of into it, like, it like Like I the villain is is just evil and asshole enough to just make it like you know I'm, I'm, I'm into that
2: I want to see more of him with his students though like we have that Mm -hmm. student at the beginning getting in the fight and like he like tosses his hat and it doesn't land on the thing that's a nice (laughs) little comedic moment it's like i want to see more of that like have him like teaching lessons uh as being the master instead of you know the master i guess True. yeah Yeah.
1: definitely yeah but
0: there's a little bit more of that but there's many three yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) who knows what's in store Gavin, have you seen all four?
1: i I'm fairly certain I've seen the first three. I remember just like you both, uh, only a couple months ago I started watching these, knowing I'd seen It Man 1 once. And I was like, oh, I might as well just, like, Donnie Yen's great, maybe I'll go watch the It Man movies. And I think I got through three, and I just was getting busy. The movie was having a, I was having a tougher time holding my attention, to be honest, mm-hmm. just to, just to brace you all for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I fell off, I think around three. Okay. Sure. So, I'm really,
2: I want to see him fight Mike Tyson. Is Mike Tyson playing yeah. himself? Is it a time travel uh, movie?
1: I don't think so. I also don't. <laughs> he goes to a phone booth. <laughs> after, after, after teasing Bruce Lee in this movie, I don't think he's in three. Bruce Lee isn't yeah yeah and i just I, that might i might be wrong but like that was my memory of just like well where's the bruce lee story that i was waiting for what, what's my tyson doing here yeah. he's not every, bruce lee.
2: Every, like even the first movie is like it ends and then it's like and by the way he trained bruce lee <laughs> and then this one it's like and then bruce lee was there and he trained him eventually
1: yeah and so like by that point i was like all right can we just like i don't even because i'm not sure the bruce lee story is going to be that interesting yeah. to be honest yeah <laughs> like the first like movie? I don't know what I'm looking forward to. It's just like going to be Bruce Lee learning kung fu. The first movie uh, I'm like
2: yeah. surely the events of this first movie is a greater achievement than training Bruce yeah. Lee.
1: Right. Like Def- I get definitely. the cultural impact, but I don't know if watching Bruce Lee learn martial arts is going to be that fascinating. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I think I got But it. at a certain point I'm just like, "Hey, stop teasing it. Just tell me this so we can move on to other stories." Um so I don't I don't know. I think four,
2: maybe, is Bruce Lee. Who knows? The next one should start with an adult
0: Bruce Lee being like,
2: I'm going to America, bye. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. That's so great. Um, Any closing thoughts on Eat man 2? I think I'm good. All right. Well, Gavin, you know what we do at the end of our episodes here. What have you been watching this week?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I've been catching up on Rick and Morty as that's coming out.
0: All right. Uh.
1: I'm enjoying that. Uh, blind spotting, too. I've been keeping up on it. a lot of TV. Movie wise, um, it's mostly things I'm excited for, and I've been trying to drag my butt to the theater, and I just yeah. haven't gotten there yet. But I'm very excited for the Spark Stock. Yeah. I wanted to see Luca, but it doesn't seem like it's playing in theaters.
2: I think it went straight to Disney. Plus.
1: Yeah. That was kind of the uh, weird.
2: Soul treatment. Interesting. Huh. I like think they're doing that yeah. with all their Pixar stuff.
1: That's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I mean,. Blind Spotting and Rick and Morty have been really fun, and uh, I'm enjoying the new season of Dave, which I mentioned on our podcast. And Sage, I jumped down my throat about, but I'm enjoying it. I
2: got like three more sure. recommendations for of Dave today. Um, so.
1: I I would I would now I'm gonna re, now I'm gonna retract mine because that's too many okay. recommendations for Dave. <laughs> Dave is fine; it's enjoyable, but like I do not want to overhype it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let me yeah. Let me, let me retract my recommendation for Dave. That's that <laughs> I'm I'm happy this is happening. <laughs> uh
2: Thomas, what about you?
0: Uh so this week I've been uh kind of going deeper into my Conan binge. He ended his show last week and so I got into Conan Without Borders. It's all on HBO Max and They had Conan Without Borders on the Team Coco website, but all the clips are separated and it's just, Mm -hmm. it's kind of catawampus in my opinion. And so the way that uh, HBO Max has it set up in just two seasons and all the episodes are in order. So I've been just going through and watching those and just having a good time with that. Because, yeah, I'm about to, my, I don't know if the audience or listeners know, I'm, I'm moving to South Korea as soon as I'm getting my mind ready for, you know, uh, international travel. So, yeah, I know his uh, episode with Stevie Young going to South Korea is, is, like, a really popular, really fun one. So, yeah, looking forward to rewatching that. But also, this past week, Tyler the Creator put out a new album. And Tyler the Creator's music videos were always, like, incredible and, like, Vibrantly colored and interesting ideas and framing and all of that shit, and so that's definitely the same for these uh, videos. um, The album is called "Call Me" if you get lost, and the videos are all just like really small bursts, like little one-minute clips, basically. So, like, yeah, they're really interesting. Uh, Yeah, just I just appreciate just like just the vibrance and just like the production design, just like his. Yeah, everything is just like really big and colorful for these videos, and I just really enjoy them. And there's there's even one that's like a skit. It's called Brown Sugar Salmon. That's just kind of silly and fun. And yeah, I don't know. I just I I appreciate just the entire aesthetic and the kind of the rollout that usually accompanies a Tyler the Creator album. And his last few were a little bit more like not rap heavy. The more like sing, more singing and more R and B on his last two albums. And so this album is more just straight up rap and I appreciate just like all of that a little bit more. So I recommend those videos.
1: His BET performance was also really fun with the yeah. giant wind machine.
0: Yeah, I was gonna mention that, yeah, like him just like going against like this massive wind current and then like yeah, it's like holding the suitcase and the
1: coulda used just a little bit of wire work though.
0: Well yeah yeah. <laughs> Every person could use a
1: little Yeah. Bit. Yeah. You know just a little bit of help. Yeah
0: yeah i think there might be some limitations with just of the live show and like being at like you know a part of 12 or 15 other more (laughs) performances that evening like i've watched i didn't watch all of them but (laughs) there's one with dj khaled and like because you know dj khaled isn't the performer it's like he he's the the producer so to speak and so there's other artists it's like him on stage just like running around screaming and it's like it's just a mess and i was just like how do you organize something like this where just all of these artists performing all night it has to be a shit show and so i don't know just i I, I give them props for when stuff works Uh, even like watching the oscars recently this past uh, a couple months ago I was like yeah sometimes these (laughs) like big events just like go off the rails (laughs) and just become just like weird uh daniel what have you been watching this week
2: uh i've been watching how to with john wilson have either of you watched this
0: yeah, I've heard
2: of no. it It is fantastic Like It is really, really, really good TV um, It's on HBO <laughs> It is produced by Nathan Fielder ex- Executive produced by Nathan okay. Fielder um, The way the show works It's this guy, John Wilson He's a documentarian who He just records an incredible amount of footage All over New York City And he puts together these sort of video essays um, All about how to do something Um, So one of them is, like, how to do small talk, where he's just, like, going around examining how people talk and interviewing people. And before you know it, he ends up at a hotel that is hosting MTV Spring Break, and he is interviewing (laughs) spring breakers. Um, It's... I don't all of the footage it's shot from POV you're never like seeing him interact with these people it's just like from his camera so it feels kind of invasive a little bit sometimes um but yeah no one in the footage seems to mind that he's pointing a camera at them um it just creates a very weird dynamic I don't know you guys just got to watch it 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 feels like uh, yeah like when you would watch um mr rogers then they would have like little documentaries about like how crayons are made or something and it's just like a voiceover (laughs) with footage like that's kind of what this feels like but it's more comedic and weirder and just you know he'll start off with a simple concept like how to do small talk and he'll end up in some place you don't expect um that's cool yeah check it out it is every episode's like under a half hour so it's you could just like pop through them um, and it is like one of the cooler things that I've seen on TV lately. Um,
0: yeah. I yeah. remember trying to watch it. I was really into Joe Parra when like Joe Parra was mm-hmm. doing his second season, like last year. And yeah, I think I like watched a clip and I, I might've saw too many similarities and discredited the one you're mentioning, but yeah, I was watching it. and I was like, this seems interesting, but I, it didn't quite click, but your recommendation is going to make
2: me Seriously. revisit it. Check it out. Yeah. My buddy Christian... Yeah recommended it and i checked it out and i it's like one of the fastest things i've binged in a while um okay and there's only like six episodes or something okay also uh before we go i want to shout out tim good night because my buddy tim listens to our podcast every night he goes to bed and he says he falls asleep <laughs> listening to it
0: oh sweet <laughs> hey tim how you doing <laughs>
1: I feel like us addressing him directly is going to wake him back up. Yeah. having really <laughs> weird dreams. Yeah. So, hey, Tim, I hope you're having some real weird dreams. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> counterintuitive.
0: There's definitely got to be lightsabers and dinosaurs involved, or else mm-hmm. is it really a dream if there's no lightsabers or dinosaurs involved? All right, well, I think that about wraps it up for episode 45. Uh, if you would like to contact us, you can email us vaguezonepod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at vaguezone. If you want to let us know comments, questions or concerns, stuff to watch, hit us up on Twitter. Yep, I'm Thomas.
2: And I'm Daniel. Thank you for joining us, and,
0: Gavin. Yeah, uh, Gavin. Thank you.
1: And I'm Gavin. And would you like to plug your show? Uh, sure. You can find that show at Still Good Pod on most things. Uh, it's Is This Still Good? is the name of the podcast, uh, the Vague Zone Boys, we're on uh, our last episode, so go that find that That was interesting. One. <laughs> we're a little rusty, a of, but, you know, what? got through it. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can find me at Gavin V Murray on Instagram. And uh, I just put out, I just shot a music video that came out called The Cat's Meow for um, Neek 27 So go look that up.
0: Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Take care. Well, yeah. yeah, thank you for thank you for joining us, Gavin, and thank you for listening, all of our listeners. We will catch you on the next one.
1: Oh, and sleep, sleep. well. Sleep well, you specifically, my little pretties.
0: <laughs> Goodness.
2: Oh God. Okay. <laughs>